I actually really like thinking about compliance training, even though a lot of people find it kind of boring, simply because it, it's, you know, you know it has to get done. And so the way you show your skill is how efficiently you can get it done, how well you can get it done. Hello and welcome back to The Practical Learning Professional. My name is Matt Jertson, founder and chief learning officer of Better Everyday Studios, and today I want to talk about something that I really wish I had known back when I first started leading learning teams. You know, when I when I first started this video series, really the people that I wanted to try to reach out to are the people who are who are new into the learning roles. You know, maybe you came from HR, you came from education, you were out in the business, you know, you were a subject matter expert, and suddenly you find yourself thrust into this leading learning role. You know, whether you're leading a team or you're by yourself, one of the first things you have to figure out that can kind of, you know, boggle your mind is where are the needs at? Where who requires training? What what are the people? Who are the people that I should talk to? Uh, you know, you can we can talk a lot about needs analysis and finding those problem areas in the business where learning can come help. But for, for better or worse, required training is still a big part of what we do. Meeting regulatory requirements. Yes, I'm talking about compliance. I actually really like thinking about compliance training, even though a lot of people find it kind of boring, simply because it, it's, you know, you know it has to get done. And so the way you show your skill is how efficiently you can get it done, how well you can get it done. And if you're in industries like I've been in, the aerospace industry, it's highly regulated. So there's, there's lots of different things to talk about. Um, but it can be kind of confusing and it can be kind of uncertain where the needs are out in the business. And they can kind of feel like they're coming at you out of, out of left field uh, if, if you don't know what to, what to expect. And so what I want to do today is just quickly walk through the top five places I have seen regulatory compliance training needs coming from in an organization. So you, so you kind of know what to expect. This has something that I've observed at multiple companies of multiple sizes across multiple industries. Every company is going to be different, uh, but I think this top five will, will probably give you a good idea of the direction that you will be heading uh, for at least the, the beginning of your time in L&D. So, so the first place that learning typically comes from shouldn't be too much of a surprise, and that's HR. You know, it comes from our own backyard that very likely you are sitting inside an HR organization. And in my experience, at least here in the United States, especially in California, the very first training course that a company decides to create is very likely going to be harassment prevention training. Now, they're, they're probably not going to create it themselves. They're going to go out and get something off the shelf that I and I, that's something I would highly recommend because it is so closely regulated. But this is probably going to be the first compliance need that you have to fulfill, again, especially in the United States, because it is so highly regulated. Every state is different, so you know, make sure you're working with HR teams to understand the true need there. But chances are that's going to be the first place. Uh, shouldn't be a surprise that a, a regulatory requirement comes from. 
The, the second area that it normally comes from, again, shouldn't be too much of a surprise, is health and safety. Now, this, uh, is, you know, depending on your industry, could come from a variety of sources, but very likely a lot of companies are going to have some type of safety function. Um, and, you know, maybe you're in manufacturing and construction, and so you're largely driven by OSHA, um, here, here in the United States at least. Maybe you're in uh, restaurant industry, and so it's more like food safety that you're worried about. But very likely there's going to be some part of the organization that's concerned with the safety and wellness of the employees within your organization. And in my experience, that's likely the second place you're going to see this training come from. Now, when you meet this need, one thing to be very careful about is that very often those subject matter experts, especially if you have a a team that's dedicated to something like health and safety, they will want to go out and source their own material uh, to solve the business need. And most libraries out there that have content, they have content that is often not very good, uh, but really they're selling you that content as a way into their learning management system, right? They will want to set up your employees in their learning management system to take the content there, and that's how they kind of get that hook in your organization and get that monthly subscription going. Now, sometimes this is what you have to do, especially if you're a small organization, that's where you have to start. If you don't have your own learning management system, that's where you have to start. But keep in mind, you know, now we have, we've only talked about the first two places that learning needs come from, and potentially already we're talking about two different learning management systems because very often the harassment prevention company will have a system and now the health and safety company will have a system. And this is how the ball gets rolling of, you know, employees needing to log into multiple systems in order to take all their training requirements, and that gets really messy really fast. Um, so I think once health and safety comes in, because there's so many companies that specialize in health and safety training, that's one of the first places that this really that this really kind of crops up. So it's just something to be aware of. Uh, it doesn't mean you can avoid it right away, but it's something that you're going to want to think about. Okay, so number three, uh, the third most likely place that training requirements are going to come from uh, is, is actually kind of a mishmash. And I'm going to put facilities, security, and IT in, in one bucket. Now, why would I put all of those areas in one bucket is because at many companies uh, of all kinds of types, uh, security generally becomes somewhat of a concern as they start to grow. Now, it might be that the company that your company is a physical company, but they don't have like security, proper security people or a proper security team. In that case, facilities is going to want to be creating some kind of training of saying like, who can be here, who can't, um, how you enter buildings, that kind of stuff. If you have a proper security team, then these requirements are going to come from there. But if you are a virtual company or a hybrid company, then a big part of your security is going to be information security. And that's actually going to be obviously coming from the, the IT team. And so, you know, this general idea of managing who can be where, what the entry requirements are, that is something that, you know, after HR and health and safety, I think is the next thing that comes up in a company's life cycle as they start to grow. There's more people coming in. All of a sudden, you don't know everybody's name. People start to get concerned about who's sharing files with what. You know, as, as you pass 100 or so people, this can become a very real concern. And so whether it's facilities, a security team, an IT team, 
that's probably the next thing for you to look out for. Once again, watch out for sourcing from a third party where they have a third system because I think at every step of the game that we've talked to, there's going to be people out there who are trying to sell you a system. They, they masquerade their system as selling you content, but really they're selling you their system. So again, once again, just watch out for it. So that's, that's the top three. The fourth one is going to be highly dependent on your industry um, and you know what your company does. But I'll, I'll kind of call this bucket quality and certification. You know, if you're if you're manufacturing, you have a quality team. They may be responsible for maintaining certain certifications. Right, lots of different companies have to maintain industry certifications, and in order to achieve those certifications, there's often some level of training that's going to be required. This is often isn't, you know, training in how to do a job super well, but it's just there's going to be some boxes that have to be checked of making sure that you are doing, teaching people all the things that they need to be taught in order to maintain that certification. And so sometimes this one can be kind of unexpected, um, but it's, it's important for you to think about it. And I would actually recommend reaching out to them because very often the quality team is also the ones, they're the ones that are going to be creating the actual documentation around what your training policies are so that they can get those certifications. And so you want to work with them to make sure they kind of don't start going off on their own tangent because, you know, just kind of they're another place that like a core learning requirement can, can come from. Now, number five isn't number five because I think this is the fifth place that training needs come from. Number five is simply number five because it's so specific to the type of business that you are. Namely, if you are B2B or even more likely B2G, business to government. If you are a company that is making contracts uh, with very large companies or large institutions, then this might actually be the second place that learning needs come from after HR, and that is the business development team. Now, I know that might sound kind of weird and, and unexpected, but let me explain to you why this is important. So, so why are training requirements going to come from a business development team? Well, if, if you are a company that's going to try to sign a contract with a government, that government probably wants to make sure before they sign the contract that certain training requirements are being met. And honestly, more than wanting to know the content that is being trained, they want to know the system in which training requirements are created. They're asking the question, how does a company, how does your company make sure that its employees are adequately trained to do the job we are hiring them for? That's really what they want to know. And, and the reason why this can be the second source of training requirements is because unlike everything else, you know, if, if you think about health and safety, though, though we're trying to prevent injury, fu fundamentally, these training requirements are often backwards looking. And what I mean by that is nobody's looking for it until something goes wrong, right? It's, you know, often if you're in a busy environment, it's really easy for a health and safety organization to just, you know, be trying to keep the day-to-day -day going. And it's not until something goes wrong, the investigators show up, the investigation starts, that you start to look backwards and ask the question, were people properly trained? It's very retrospective. Whereas when you're signing a contract with a government, they want to look forward in time and make sure that 
you all before they sign the contract, before you start doing work for them, they want to ensure that for, from now and into the future, your employees will be properly trained. And so they might be asking for those requirements far ahead of you actually performing the job. And same thing, like, you know, we already said they're more focused on, you know, the system than the content itself. So they're gonna be just basically asking the question, I, you know, I don't care what you might be doing in the future, but whatever you do in the future, how are you gonna make sure people are properly trained? There's just nobody else in the business that's going to be asking that question or holding that as a requirement. Uh, and so multiple times I've seen this where people get really surprised that there's a team far away from HR. You know, they're, they're way out at some other part of the business. Uh, you know, they're, they're responsible for negotiating contracts with, with governments, and they're doing a ton of work making sure we're following the proper training guidelines. And people are asking the question, like, like why is this? And it's really because the, the potential customers are asking for that verification ahead of time. In order to have the contract, they're saying you have to show us that you're properly trained. And so that's why this is a place where requirements can come from very early in kind of the life cycle of a business. So those are the top five places that I have seen, um, you know, again, across many different uh, companies, many different industries, they, they tend to happen relatively sequentially, though, though that can change. And this is just the, the regulatory stuff. You know, there, there's probably a lot of other places. Uh, there's still plenty of industries I haven't been a part of. So I'd love to hear from you all. Please let me know in the comments down below, uh, what are the different places that you have seen compliance training come from? I'm, I'm really interested. I'd, I'd love to hear. I, I hope you found this episode helpful. Uh, let me know it by liking or, you know, in the comments below. And I look forward to seeing you next time on The Practical Learning Professional. Thanks. Hey, are you new to learning or struggling keeping up with the learning needs of your organization? If, if you find yourself in that position, I want to help out. So down in the description of this video, there's a link to schedule time with me where we can chat about uh, kind of the challenges that you're having and seeing if there's any way that Better Everyday Studios could help you take your learning organization to the next level. I'd really love to hear from you. Even if we never do business, I just love talking to learning people like you. So please go down to the description below and click on the link, set up some time with me. I'd really love to chat.